This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. This show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good cook. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., wide awake and ready to talk with you about the mental side of sports. And we get into topics on this show about mindsets and attitudes and self-confidence, how you focus under pressure, what do you learn from winning, what do you learn from losing, how can you be a good coach, how can you be a good athlete, how can you be a good parent when it comes to sports, what about officiating, how do you handle the pressures? You know, if you've listened to the show, I've been here for the last 16 years, I've been on the radio now for... 26 years in Kansas City and seen a lot of things in the world of sports over this time time period. Lots of interesting competitions, lots of interesting wins, lots of interesting losses. And it's fun to watch teams accomplish their goals. You know, last night the Houston Astros for the first time made it to the World Series in a city that, let's face it, has undergone Tremendous pressure because of the hurricane and the flooding that they had down there. And quite frankly, I'm happy for them. That'll give the city of Houston something to really be excited about as they recover from the tragedy that they went went through just recently. Sports can bring communities together. It can help encourage people to feel good about themselves, to get distractions, have things to focus on away from what you're worrying about. At the same time, it can also knock you down. If you're in Chicago, can't be that bummed. Can't be that bummed. They won the World Series last year, but they're not going back. So I know Cubs fans who are disappointed. I'm sure there are a lot of Yankees fans who are very disappointed. Let's face it, the Yankees are down two games to nothing to Houston. When all three games in New York went back to Houston, just needing to win one, but Houston won both. Interesting how the home team won all seven games in that series. And now it'll be a Dodger-Astro World Series. Should be a very competitive one as well. But losing. Losing is no fun. Losing is something that we don't like. We've been taught growing up to dislike it, to run from it, to be uncomfortable with it. But the fact of the matter is, when you have two people competing, one will come out on top and one will not. 
So today I want to talk about the topic of losing and what we learn from it. We hear all these sayings now about how much you can learn from losing and what losing is about and what we learn from winning and how you learn more from losing than from winning. But I want to find out from you about life, about winning and losing in life and how in sports, in whatever the sport is, whatever the competition is, how we do learn, what we learn, and what we gain from it when you lose, when you fail. You know, every week I reference our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through You Sports, that I wrote with Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery, former Kansas City Blazer head coach Pete Malone, who's in the USA Swimming Hall of Fame as a coach, our writer Matt Folks, who's written a number of books, with a chapter from Dr. Steve Joyce, who's a former Royals orthopedic surgeon, one of the most prominent orthopedic surgeons in the country, as well as here in Kansas City. We wrote our book because we felt very strongly that the whole idea of losing and winning in sports, the whole idea of youth sports, has gotten to a point now where so many people, I think, have taken it out of context. It becomes life. It becomes everything. Everybody gets caught up in that. It becomes how they measure everything. The enjoyment seems to have gone away. And so we wrote that book hoping to help people understand how to get the most out of it. When you take the topic of losing, how you lose, do you lose gracefully, understand what it's about, it's not easy. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to come out in second place or third place or last place. You want to come in first place. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how good you are, no matter how much you train, no matter how hard you work, there's no guarantee you're going to come out on top. I've had, over the 36 years I've worked as a sports psychologist here in Kansas City, literally hundreds of kids come in my office, hundreds, and talk to me about how they can't stand the fact that they work so hard and they don't win. They can't stand the fact that they put all this time and effort in, into things and they don't get the results they want. How it's not fair. How their parents spend all kinds of money. How they put all this emphasis and time into it and they don't come out on top. And they don't like it. So I want to find out today from you, if you are a coach, if you are a parent, how do you teach your child, your athletes, to lose? What do you teach them about losing? At the same time, what do you teach them about winning? What do you learn from winning and losing? How important are these topics in the context of sports? You know, do you play a sport to win? You know, Herm Edwards' famous quote, you play to win the game. Well, if you're the Chiefs, yeah. And obviously, if you're a Chiefs fan, which I have been my whole life, Thursday night's game was disappointing. Losing the last play of the game, which happened four times in a row. <laughs> you don't normally see that. And it's no fun if you're a Chiefs fan. You have high expectations. The team was 5-0, and then 5-2. They've lost two games in a row. 
A lot of people think the bottom's falling out. Well, it hasn't. It's why you play 16 games. You're not going to win them all. There are upsets every week in sports. There are people who are disappointed. There are people who do not accomplish their goals. So the question is, what do you learn from that, and how do you grow from that, and how do you get better from that? I want to open up our phone lines now. Let's get started with some calls. You know, every week on this show, when we finish the show, we are loaded with callers. And as the show starts, it always is slow. And obviously it's early. It's Sunday morning. It's, you know, 10 after 7. But I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, I want to find out from you when your team loses, when the individual athletes you coach lose, what do you talk to them about regarding that? How do you help them learn from that, grow from that, get better from that? If you are an athlete and you have lost a game, a competition, an athletic event, your team did not succeed as well as you hoped they would that season, tell me what you learned. Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. You know, in life, we fail. We fail at pretty much everything at some point. It could be sports. It could be relationships. It could be work, school. And the question is, how do you teach your athletes when they have failed to get something from that, to learn from that, to grow from that, to get better from that? So 913 is our number. I think losing is not fun. I think losing is a burden. It's a pain. But it's maybe the best lesson we can learn about who we are and what we're about. Because I think in the end, when you lose, when you fail, you have to look at yourself. You have to look deeply at yourself and ask yourself, why? What happened? Unfortunately, too many people don't look at themselves and ask themselves that question. They berate themselves, they beat themselves up, they cut themselves down and get stuck in that negativity, that negative fishbowl of why they're so bad. If you're the Kansas football team this morning, you're probably thinking that. My producer Rudy Salazar said they had how many yards of offense yesterday, Rudy? I believe they finished with 24, 21. And they got, it was in the low 20s. And they got shut out by TCU. I haven't scored in nine quarters now. Okay. I'm sure if you're a Kansas fan, you're excited because basketball starts tonight down at uh, the Sprint Center with that exhibition game against Missouri. So what do you learn from losing? That's our topic this morning. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I've been in practice for 36 years as a sports psychologist here in Kansas City. Been on the radio here at Sports Radio 810 WHB for the last 26, or excuse me, for the last 16 years. Been on the radio for 26 consecutive years here in town. I always like to say this show is one of the best kept secrets in town because we're on so early. But I want to get some calls in here now. If you are a coach, I know a lot of people tell me they listen to this show every week. If you are a coach, I want to hear from you. When your team loses, what do you tell them? What do you teach them? What do you encourage them to learn from that? If you are an athlete and have played sports, are playing sports now, 
and you have lost, which we all have, how do you handle it? How do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? How do you react to it? How do you move on from it? What do you take from it? Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts. The Chiefs were 5-0. and Everybody's all excited. They had a home game against the Steelers a week ago. They lost. Then they play at the Raiders. They lost. Now they're 5-2. and two. The bottom hasn't dropped out. Everything is still right in front of them. One of my close friends is all down in the dumps now. He says, see, they're not any good. They're, they're, they're a fraud. Their defense isn't that good. I'm like, you're wrong. They're 5-2. and two. Okay? No one goes to the NFL season undefeated anymore. Everybody loses. Now, they, they lost against the Raiders in a very bizarre ending. They've got some things they've got to fix up. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed about Andy Reid, whom I've never met, but I've heard a lot of discussions about from people who do know him, he is very even-keeled when the team wins or loses. I think mean, he's excited when they win. But when they lose, the bottom hasn't dropped out. He focuses on what they did wrong, what they have to learn from and grow from, and how they're going to get better for the next game. To me, that's what coaching is about. It's about teaching your athletes how to react and cope, and to move on. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're going to go to commercial break now, and I'd like to get some calls in here. If you are a coach, if you're an athlete, if you've played sports, what lesson have you learned from losing? As well as from winning, but more importantly, what do you learn when you lose and you fail? 913-3810-810 is our number. 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're the leader in sports. Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., and we talk on this show about the mental side of sports. I've been here for the last 16 years, if you're new to the show, and I've been on the radio for 26 years now in Kansas City, 26 consecutive years. And I'm in now my 37th year working as a sports psychologist here in town. Today's topic is this issue. What do you learn when you fail and when you lose, especially in sports? Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. When your team loses, they're not going to be happy. They'll be disappointed unless they expected it and didn't think they were going to win, and then they still may be upset. But nonetheless, when your team loses, when the athlete you're working with loses and fails, how do you teach them to grow and learn from that? What do you teach them to learn and grow from that? How can they get something out of that? Our number is 913-3810-810. We have our first caller this morning. Let's see what John has to say. John, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Thanks Thank for having me on. Well, thanks Great for calling show. up. Thank you. Thank you very much. And what do you coach, sir? I coach varsity basketball. Where do you, here in town at, at high school? St. Thomas Aquinas. Okay. High well, school. Yes. Well, I, I work with a lot of kids from your school. And, yeah, uh, there's, go ahead. I think there's different kind of losses. But I think we handled pretty well. We, there are some games you play well and you just get beat. 
and we talked about that ahead of the season. You know, I said we're not gonna on our schedule. We're not gonna go twenty and zero. It's our EKL. It's just brutal. And uh, we tell them that at times um, we're doing everything right, playing the way we practice. We'll win a lot of games, and if we do that and lose, we can handle it. If, you know, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, last few years, assistant and head coach, where our kids play hard and they show up almost every game. But sometimes, uh, especially in basketball, you either have one of those nights where you're shooting well and you're not. But there are other losses when we didn't do what we talk about doing and practice, you know, did what we practice. I think that's key. If they're if they're not, you know, we scout teams very well. If they're not um, switching when we said we're going to switch and things like that, that's what we try to learn. I don't think we get too worked up either way about the win or loss, but how we play. And How a good do you, team play certain I, way all the time? It sounds like you're you're you have a pretty even keeled approach to that, which is the way I think it should be. But obviously, if your team loses a game, they hope to win or wanted to win. The kids are going to be upset, and not that you won't be disappointed, but nonetheless, as a coach, you understand. It sounds like very very clearly the big picture. So how do you help your kids deal with that? Because they're going to be disappointed if they don't come out on top in a game they hope to. And how do you teach them to learn from that and grow from that as they move on? Well, I think film is a key. You know, we can show them some things we can do to improve. You know, if it's the last game, that's just tough. And, you know, we we felt like we could have won the state championship last year. We lost first round of state. And we were all disappointed. We, we kind of talked about it. We probably, it's one of those games where everybody tried so hard. Sometimes you try so hard that you make mistakes. And, and, you know, it's hard to learn from that because you're done with the season. But any other loss during the season, I think it's easy to learn from. Show film, you know, what if we would have rebounded a little bit better here? What if we would have, you know, executed just a little bit better? We probably could have come out on top. So that's what we got to get better at this week. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Uh, sorry, John. I, I'm thinking. John. Uh, no, right, John. I, I'm thinking of the parents, Okay. You're talking, John, about dealing with, with the kids. What about the parents? Because at the high school level, parents get very excited and very involved in all this. And sometimes they can cause more issues and problems than the kids can. So as a coach, how do you handle that? Well, we have, I think every program does. We have a parent meeting start of the year. And we don't, uh, we kind of make rules, 24-hour rule, don't. Don't contact any coaches. Don't call us. Especially don't, you know, talk to any coaches the night of the game for at least 24 hours. I think that helps. And then uh, we recommend. We I like the uh, the one program. I uh, uh, forget the name, but you know the name of it. Uh, we tell them to release the kids to the game. Right. Positive. Well, right. There's several mm-hmm. programs that encourage that. One. One's. Uh, the NAI Champions of Character program, I think, That's is what it. they're referring Champions to. Champions of Character, and the speaker there is excellent. We, in fact, uh, I coached at Blue Valley West. We had a speaker at a parent meeting from that program. But we talking about release the kids of the game. It's for them. It's supposed to be fun. You know, try not to talk too much about the game on the ride home. Wait 24 hours. 
you know, whether they handle that or not, I don't know. Well, let me uh, ask let me ask this question. I'm sure during the course of your career, you've had some parents that didn't fit into this system and and buck the system and maybe didn't do these things. So, how did you deal with those parents and their, especially their sons, because they're the ones who are having to deal with this? Well, two things. Number one, we never talk to them right after the game. And we'll tell them we're not going to, you know, if they try to catch assistant coach or something, we just make a rule. We're not going to talk to them. And uh, I think the second thing, oh, we tell them we're never going to discuss playing time. We make that a rule. We're never going to assess playing time or any other kids. And that takes care of a lot of it right there. Well, and so what, what I'm hearing you say is is in your preseason meeting, you address these issues, you bring it up, you you set the standards and rules, which is what I've talked about for years on this show, the importance of that. And it sounds like then the parents that you're working with are hearing you on that and they're, they're following along, and that makes it a lot easier for you. Right. I think you have said that. And I talked to somebody uh, just yesterday and said their soccer coach made the same rules and uh, said at the parent meeting and – you know, that takes care of a lot of it. If they go to administrators, things like that, with complaints, really there's not a lot you can do about it. And I try not to get too shook up. I think it helps being a parent myself. You know, they can't help themselves. They love their kids so much, and they get worked up. And if you're a parent, I think it gives you a little understanding of that. So I try to be patient and so, John, so John let me ask this. From. Let me ask this question. It's a great call. I really appreciate you calling in here and listening to the show. What is the lesson then you teach your kids when they do lose? What's the the main themes that you try to get them to to take from the loss? Um, number one, full effort, play as well and as hard as we can. I think that's number one. So if you do that, the score will take care of itself. And if you you played your heart out and did as well as you could. I lost a tough game years ago, triple overtime. Would have been the league title. But I told the kids, I, I like to win as much as the next guy, but man, that was a blast. You guys played fantastic. You just didn't get it done, but you played as hard as you could. I think that's the lesson. And then if it's middle of the season, let's look at a few things we can work on that will help us next time. Well, that's why that, that's why John, you're a coach because it sounds like to me, uh, the word coach obviously applies to you. You're the definition of it because that's what you're doing. You're coaching these kids. You're not letting. You know, I have a saying in our book: just let them play. Good coaches check their ego at the door, and there's a reason we we talk about that because I feel that a good coach. It's not about them; it's about the kids they're working with. And it sounds like that's the way you handle things, sir. Well, thank you. And the last thing is. Uh, you know, I coached golf a long time, and I told him, you play 18 holes of golf, you're going to run into some trouble. That's just the way, especially on a good golf course. And I tell him it's a lot like life. If you drive, you're going to have some fender benders. You're going to have some things. It's just the way it is. The good ones deal with the adversity and handle that and move on and don't get too shook up. I said, you'll get something back later. They'll, you know, you'll make a long putt. You'll chip one in that you didn't count on. And I think basketball's the same way. You can't. It's got to be next shot mentality, next play. Well, I always you like don't. I always like John to, to sit, tell my clients that I work with. Do you know who Kobe Bryant is? And it's amazing. A couple of people have said no, but most people obviously <laughs> say say yes. 
and I'll say, do you know what record he broke uh, two, two and a, almost three years ago now? And they'll go, most points or most made the most shots. I'll go, no, he played another year and a half after breaking this record. He has the most missed shots in the history of the NBA. And I said, why is that? And a lot of them say, well, he liked to shoot. I said, well, that's true. He did like to shoot, but he wasn't afraid to fail. And he didn't like it when he missed, but he didn't beat himself up because he was ready to shoot again. His focus was on continuing to play and keep going at it, not getting caught up with the fact that he screwed up. And I think I think that's it. You know, the, and I have a sign and a, a picture in my office. When you walk in, it's if you look straight ahead, you'll see it, it says Babe Ruth struck out. 1,000, what is it, 1,330 times. Wow. All right? I mean, most people don't know that. Most people know he hit 714 home runs. But that sign's in there and because he failed a lot, almost twice well, as many times as he succeeded. I tell the kids, too, that especially after tough loss, hey, you know, put yourself in risk when you compete. But you guys are competing. And so there's some people that... Uh, stayed home and didn't try and said you're competing and you know somebody's going to win and lose I think you have to educate them you have to talk about it winning's a life skill because you want them to be able to compete on the job and those kind of things but but you prepare them ahead of time as long as they're giving max effort and doing everything they can that's all you can ask well it sounds like when we talk about the definition of coach John sounds like that's you sir I want to thank you so much for calling in and uh, continue luck at St. Thomas Aquinas coaching out there. I, I appreciate very much you listening and calling in, and, and thanks for, for your words. Great great comments. Thank this you, sir. Have a great Have day. Have a great one. You too. Bye. All right. Excellent call there. Excellent call. And we had, I called him Mike. We had Mike on the other line, but then he dropped off, so I got a little confused there. But I want to apologize for that. But great points that he's making there. You're going to lose games, you're going to win games. What do you learn? How do you grow? So that's our topic this morning. What do you learn when you lose? Our number is 913-3810810. We have a wide open phone board now. It was a great call. And if you are a coach and your team loses a big game, how do you help them work through that? What do you say to them? What do you what do you teach them? Or do you get angry? Have you played a sport? And your coach got angry at you for screwing up. And they start screaming and yelling and cutting you down. And there are coaches that do that. Now, is it wrong for a coach to get upset? No, coaches are people. They have emotions. But I think the role of a coach is as a guide, as an instructor, as a mentor. And coaches have feelings too. So when you lose, they're entitled to be upset. But I think what John was just talking about there is... It's the effort. And, you know, if you listen to the show, you know I have a saying, F-O-E versus F-O-R. Focus on effort versus focus on results. If you focus on the effort, not on the results, you can ask yourself, what did I learn today? What did I get from this competition today? What did, what did I, how is it going to help me grow? So let's take the Chiefs right now in the context of our conversation. They're 5-0, and home game against the Steelers, Crowds pumped up. Everybody's excited. They had nine yards of offense in the first half. They were losing 12-3. to 
And I told my best friend's wife, who was sitting next to me, hey, as poorly as we played, we're only losing by nine points. The Chiefs were in the game until the last play of the game. You know, if they, they get a touchdown at the end, they, they would have won. If they stop Oakland on the last play of the game, which which happened three times, but not the fourth, they would have won. That's how close they are to, to being 7-0. and But I know a lot of people who are negative and down on them now. See, they're not that good. They're a fraud. Like I said, one of my closest friends told me that, and I, I just laughed at him. I said, you're wrong. They're 5-2. and two. You're going to lose in the NFL. You're going to have bad games, and you, you have to ask yourself, what am I learning? Now, does it, is it disappointing when you lose? Heck, sure it is. Especially if you're a fan, it's terribly disappointing. But the fact of the matter is, it's going to happen. So if I'm Andy Reid, which I'm sure he is doing, he's taking this situation. He's looking at what the players are doing well at. He's looking at what the players are not doing well at. And he's trying to coach them and guide them and get them to work through it. Because that's what it comes down to. It's a learning process. All right, our number here is 913-3810-810. Let's get some more calls in here. I want to hear from if you're a coach and your team loses a big game or is, loses several games or you're coaching an athlete who's not succeeding. How do you help them work through that? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you have played sports and you have failed, you've lost, you've screwed up, how do you grow from that and learn from that, and how did that help you get better? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a parent and your child loses, they fail at their game, they screw up, what do you say to them? How do you help them get through that? 913-3810-810 is the number. I have a wide open phone board. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and as you know, we're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Look forward to doing this show with you each and every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and I take your calls and get into discussions with you about mindsets and attitudes. And today, um, I've brought up the topic, what do you learn from losing? How do you learn about yourself when you lose? Our number is 913 I'm going to go back to the phones and talk to Bob first. I'd like to get some more calls in here from coaches. How do you teach your team, your athletes, to learn from losing? What do you learn from losing? That's our topic this morning. What do you learn from failure? How does failure motivate you? How does it get you going? Or is failure just something that is such a negative thing you can't deal with it? If you're an athlete, if you had a coach who just lost it because you lost? If you had a coach as an athlete, who just couldn't handle it because you lost. Have you, as a coach, had kids who just fell apart emotionally because they lost? 913-3810-810 is the number. All right, let's see what Bob has to say. Thank you for holding on. Bob, how are you this morning? Good, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Happy to talk to you. Get your thoughts. 
Well, I tell you, <clears throat> when you lose, you can't let it hang over uh, for the rest of the week or into the following game. Um, we always talk the philosophy, you know, one one snap and clear, one game and clear. Whether you made a good play or whether you made a bad play, okay, forget about it and concentrate on the next play that you that you have to give your your best effort. If you win a game or lose a game, you got to get you got to get over it and start preparing for the next game. So one snap and clear, one game and clear was always our, our uh, philosophy. Well, it sounds like you sort of fit into my philosophy, which is focus on effort, not on results. I call it FOE versus FOR, FO versus right. four. And um, hey, when a kid has a bad game, by God, you can't berate them. Uh, because they feel bad enough already. You know, what you want to do is point out the mistake that they made, okay, and then work on whatever technique that was that he was deficient in on that particular play. Make sure you work on it in that week, and then and then move on. The time you can really push them is when they win. <laughs> now you can be tougher on them, okay? Right, but don't, the, you, but don't you see coaches out there when, when, it, when a kid screws up or a team screws up, they just, they just lose it emotionally themselves? Some do, some do, and I think I think you have to get your you have to get their attention, but you can't let that uh, uh, be a, uh, the way you are the rest of the game. I mean, you got to hey get after them. Hey, listen, you got to do better than that. You got to do this better, whatever it is. But I mean, you just it can't. You got to forget about it at some point. Well, that's easier said than done, isn't it, Bob? Well. Unless you, unless you get into the habit of doing that. It is, but that's, but that's what you have to do, uh, I mean, if you're a coach. I mean, you watch some of these guys on television. Like I heard the comment earlier about Andy Reid. Hey, he is very level. He doesn't get too high after a win. He doesn't get too low after a loss. And I, th- I think he's a, a fantastic coach. And uh, he's, he's won everywhere that he's been. And I think he does a, a terrific job. I mean, the same thing with look, look at Bill Belichick. Hey, he's never real high. He's never real low. He's always the same, even keel. And I think as a coach, to the best of your ability, that, that, that's the way you have to be. Now, it may be tearing you up inside, but you can't lose your emotions to the, to the point where it becomes a negative factor on your team and on your players. Well, I agree with you 100%. You know, when Todd Haley was coaching the Chiefs here, and, and I always thought that was a terrible choice for a head coach, and we talked about how he would, you know, go berserk on the sidelines, screaming and yelling at players. And I knew some players, I worked with some players privately on the team, who told me he had totally lost the team from training camp because of his screaming and yelling and cursing and berating guys. And I, I just don't think that is, you know, there, 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 are a, there is a small minority of players, and I mean small, who will get motivated by that. But the vast majority of people, when that when you start hearing that and you just keep doing that, Eventually, you you just you know you, you blend it out. You you don't hear it, you drown it out, you, and it's a message that you just avoid, and then you lose all respect. Well, well like I said, I mean, if, if it happens and you see it happens, I mean, there are great coaches out there too who are, you will see who will get very emotional after uh, something that's poorly executed. But like I said, I mean, that's okay for a short period of time, but then, like I said, one snap and clear, let it go. Well, I think that's a great philosophy, Bob, to have. It sounds like it probably worked for you. How how long have you coached? I coached for forty five years. Well, then I think you know what you're talking about, sir. And I'm sure you had a lot of success doing that. And to this day, do you still have kids that maybe 
talk to you or stay in touch with you, and we'll bring that up to you? Well, I tell you what, I don't. Uh, I, I, I've been I've been retired now for four years, and uh, uh, but I still uh, am in contact with some of my players that uh, that are still that are still playing, and uh, and I hear occasionally from from uh, from some of the young guys. You know, some of them may email me or something just to say hello or to stay in touch and things like that. But uh, you know, I'm not as heavily involved with the players on a day to day basis, obviously, as I used to be. Well, but it sounds like the message you taught them probably helped a lot of these guys move on in life, and that's and that's the thing I think as a as a coach of young people, yeah. you're teaching, you're you're a guide, you're a mentor, and the message you share and you try to encourage them to hear is something that they can take into their life long past their their athletic career as a youngster. You know, and I think obviously with maturity, I think I was a lot better with it uh, as I learned as a coach as time went on too. I mean, I might have been a little bit tougher and a little bit more exuberant, <laughs> you know, um, as a young coach. But as you grow and mature, you know, uh, in any profession, you know, you you, you learn the, the the right way to do things. Hopefully, and uh, I, I feel that's what happened with me. Well, sir, thank you for calling in. I want to congratulate you on, on your long career coaching. That sounds like you did a great job. And just thanks for sharing your message with us this morning. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, have a great day. You too. That frees up our lines here now at 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, and we've had two gentlemen call up today, both of whom's coached for a long time, who shared great messages. I want to hear from you. I'd like to hear from a, a woman who coaches. And we typically have men call this show, but I like to have it when I like to have women call up as well. If you coach kids, you coach any sport, boys or girls, young kids, teenagers, doesn't matter, adults, what do you teach them about losing? What lesson do you learn from losing if you are a coach? What do you learn as a coach? How do you look at yourself? Does it make you look deeper at yourself? Does it make you look at the things you're doing well at? Does it make you look at the things you're not doing so well at? How do you learn and grow as a coach when you win or lose? And I think that's a lesson we can all take when it comes to coaching. You know, as a coach, I've mentioned several times throughout the show, you're a guide, a mentor, an instructor, a friend, a psychologist, a disciplinarian, depending on what it is. And, you know, kids get on teams to, you know, let's face it, at the youth sport level, kids get on teams to play and have fun. The winning and losing, and we've talked about it in our book, shouldn't really become much of an issue until middle school, junior high. It's more about the experience, the growth, the fun. Yeah, you want to win, but really isn't it about just playing and the art of competing and growing and learning? You know, you can have 5,000, you know, yesterday was the Kansas City Marathon. I don't know how many people were in the race. I used to run for years. My knees are pretty much shot now, so I don't run anymore outside. 40 years of running will do that to you, but I never came in first place in any race I ever ran, far from it. But my goal was to beat my time from the last time and try to improve and get better and have fun doing it. And isn't that in the end what it should be about? Yes, we want to come in first. We like the enjoyment, the the feeling of the accomplishment of, of winning but isn't it really more about the experience of competing and growing and learning? Winning and losing are results. It's the effort. It's the, it's the 
experience to me that you get the most out of. Let's see what Wade has to say. Wade, thanks for calling in, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Get your thoughts on our topic today. Well, I was actually calling in. I know that uh, just recently you had one coaches call. I'm a parent. I, I used to coach my son, and uh, I coached him the first six years of baseball, and we've recently um, decided to find a team that wasn't coached by a parent, if you know what I mean. Um, a parent of a child like, on the team. Correct. Um, and not that that's always a bad thing, but uh, there's some, some bonuses there, I think, um, when you can find somebody that maybe doesn't have uh, a vested interest in a certain kid um, making decisions for the team and what's best for the kids and things like that. Um, and we just thought that, you know, it was time for him to play for some other coaches instead of just his dad. And the, the issue that we run into, I guess, with him, and the coach talked to me about it at the end of fall season this year. Uh, it's not a major issue or anything. Our, our son's pretty good. How old is uh, he? Very, he's 12. And what sport are you talking about? Baseball. Okay. And uh, what happens is, and the coach had pointed it out, and I've moved myself numerous times, but anytime he fails at something, seems like uh, maybe walks a batter or walks two in a row or, or misses a ground ball or something like that, he looks over at me or us and – Us meaning your wife. What's that? Us meaning you or your or, or his mother as well. Uh, yeah, sort of. I think it's mostly me, but – Okay. Uh, and I don't know if it's because I coached him so long. I don't know if it's because – He's worried he's disappointing me or anything. You know, I've told him numerous times, if you give if you give max effort, man, I'm always going to be proud of him. I'll be proud of you no matter what. But, you know, I'm not – we're not disappointed or anything. I don't I don't know why he does that, but the coach kind of mentioned it and said we got to stop that. And, and I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? I don't know, you know, really what else to do. But he gets pretty emotional. I mean, he gets – he tears up. He, it doesn't – it's not like some kids I've seen have fits when they strike out or anything like that. It's not like that, but he gets very emotional. Um, it doesn't carry over real far, but he gets just very emotional at failure. And I don't know if that's something that that's just him and he'll grow out of or. or well, there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of re- there are a lot of reasons, Wade, why that happens. I work with a lot of young kids on this and. You know, it could come from several different directions. One, it's the whole idea of having to please you or his mom. Um, the message that somehow he interpreted, not that you've said anything wrong, but, you know, somehow the message that they get about pleasing mom or dad, um, especially if you're his coach, then he may feel ex- excessive pressure to please you. He may need your support. I mean, there, there are a variety of reasons why these things happen, but a lot of it comes down to confidence. And and the belief in what you're capable of doing or not capable of doing. And I think that's where you as a parent, the advice I would give you on this is to sit down with him and talk to him about this and say and ask him, you know, son, during the games, when something goes wrong, why do you how come you're always looking over at me? What do you need from me? What do you want from me? And see what he says. And that's the type of situation where then I would share with this coach and let the coach try to work with him on that and try to, you know, remove yourself from that. Be a support system, be be a, a foundation for him, but let him know that, that to work with his coach on that. You can try to help him off the field in terms of just his self-confidence, 
but try to encourage him to work with the coach on those situations when things don't go well. And, and reinforce to him that it's okay. It's okay to screw up because everybody does it. Bring up examples of, of professional athletes that do it. You know, Royals didn't go to the World Series this year. They didn't go last year. They're still winners because of what they've accomplished. I think that's the message you try to need to teach him. And if, you know, that isn't working, certainly give me a call. I work with young people on these things all the time, Wade. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I try to use the Babe Ruth strikeout analogy as much as possible with any of the kids that I ever talk to. Um, you know, you ride them, ask them if they know who that is. They, of course they do. And once they hear that he struck out, you know, 1,300 and something times, kind of blows their mind. But I think that helps. Yeah, it makes a big um, difference, sir. Listen, I got to let you go. We're, we're running out of time here, but good good luck. And if I can be of any help for you, let me know and give us a call back. Let us know how things go. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for your call. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. You can hear the show on our website here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to podcasts and go to additional programming. It's also podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can reach me at my office, 816 561 5556. I am taking on new clients, give talks on these topics all the time. Follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych. Have a great week, Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs.